The Healthy High podcast has been designed to inform and entertain, not provide medical advice. While the show is hosted by medical professionals, you should always consult your physician when it comes to your personal health or before you start any treatments. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Ashley Smith, and I am the host of the Healthy High podcast. We are a few weeks into 2021, and I know I told you guys for the new year, I was going to attempt to start my plant-based journey. So on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing how I have been navigating through my plant-based journey over the last three weeks. I'm going to give you some tips that have like helped me in my journey over the last three weeks so far. So sit back, relax, and let's jump right on in. Okay, so before 2021, I did discuss with you guys that, hey, I want to convert myself over to a plant-based diet. And I'm not just converting me. I'm in the process of also trying to convert my entire family. My husband's doing well. Obviously, he's an adult. My kids are struggling a bit, but that's cool. Their kids, I'll, I'll do it a little bit more slow for them. Um, but over the past three weeks, believe it or not, I have learned so much about whole foods and becoming a plant-based eater. So originally my plan was to year by year get rid of a type of meat, starting with pork, because in 2020 I was eating everything, pork from pork to seafood, all the way down the line, right? So I had decided, you know what, every year to make this transition easier, I was going to get rid of a meat so that by 2025, I would be a complete plant-based eater. But starting at the top of this year, my church does a Daniel fast, a spiritual fast every year for 21 days. For those of you who don't know what a a Daniel fast is, for 21 days, you do not listen to the flesh and you don't take in any meats. You don't eat anything fried. So literally um, fruits, vegetables, and um, beans, nuts, and things like that. So that inspired me to completely just hang up all the meat and everything initially for the beginning of this year. So that is how I started my year with the Daniel Fast. I'm actually currently still in the Daniel Fast. The full 21 days is not over. It will be over in like a couple of days. Um, So that was kind of like my first inspiration to not only just give up the pork for 2021, but to completely cut everything out for now, for at least the 21 days. So it kind of gave me a glimpse of what it's going to look like in my plant-based journey. So I'm saying to myself, as I'm going through this journey, I need to document it. I need to give you guys some input because for those of you who are encouraged or inspired and they want to convert to a plant-based journey, it's nice to have somebody to go through it with and to hear their experiences because my experiences can help you. So every now and then I will give you guys an update on how my journey is going and some tips that I have discovered or learned in the process. So here are my tips that I've learned in just three short weeks. And let me let you guys know. So I started my Daniel fast on January 4th. Before the 4th, 
I didn't have any meat whatsoever. Um, but I did have some seafood. For the new year, I had some crab legs and stuff like that. But since January 1st, I have not consumed any red meat, any pork, or any chicken or goat. Because, you know, I am from... I'm not from Jamaica, but my parents are from Jamaica, so curry goat is a thing. But I haven't had any type of meats since um, last year, which is good, right? So, and what I can say is, even though I haven't had any meats, and I was, like, anybody you talk to, even if you listen to old podcasts, I was so nervous about converting. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm going to miss my meat, my pork, I love my bacon, But what's crazy is that there's been a shift for me in 2021 and I don't even miss meat. Like over these, I'm maybe at like day 19 or so of my fast now. Over these few days, I haven't even like had the urge and I'm still making meat for my kids because I'm transitioning them slower at a pace that I thought I was going to go initially reducing one meat every year. I'm doing it for them that way. So I still cook like chicken in the house for my kids. And it's like, I serve it to them and I'm like, I don't even have any desire. Like I don't even feel like going after it whatsoever. So I want to give you guys some tips that's been helpful for me on my plant-based journey. And I'm not saying that um, after my 21 days that I'm going to remain on, you know, this complete whole food and plant-based journey. But I mean, sorry, the diet for the 21 day fasting, but I don't think I'm going back to meat. I may consume some seafood, And even that, I don't want to do regularly. I just want to do that maybe like once or twice a month. But yeah, so, okay. My first tip is knowing your why, right? And so knowing your why keeps you um, motivated. It keeps you grounded in what it is that you decide that you're going to do. And it holds you accountable. It makes you responsible for, you know, your journey. And side note, your journey is your journey. It's just that. It's your journey. And I say that because don't feel guilty um, if you decide, I'm not going to have any more pork, let's say, or I'm not going to have any more chicken. And then you do a backslide. Somebody in the office orders some chicken and you like, damn, it smells good or whatever the case may be. Remember that you want to think about progression and not perfection. Like nobody is perfect, right? And don't let anybody shame you for having a weak moment. You just want to make sure that you're continuously progressing towards a plant-based journey and not backsliding. So if you have, let me see, if you have like three days of no meat and then you slip up and have meat for one meal, Okay, so what? You move on and that's that. You know what your end goal is. Sometimes we get a little weak, but you do what you got to do and you move on. So always remember, progression, not perfection, right? Anyway, back to knowing your why. That was just, you know, side note. Back to knowing your why. So for me, I have three main whys. My first why is my spirituality and getting more in tune with myself and being a spiritual being and putting things out in the atmosphere to manifest a better life for myself and for my family, right? And through my spirituality, 
through praying more, it has grounded me and given me my why to change my diet. For me, it feels like in order for me to manifest in my life what I want to manifest, I need to consume more of a plant-based diet and be on a plant-based journey. And at the end of the day, in order to receive, we, you have to give. You have to give up. So sometimes looking into your spirituality and figuring out what in your life you need to give up in order to become a better you, right? In order to become the best you possible, reflection and spirituality and manifestation is a real thing. So whether it be through meditation for some people, whether it be uh praying to God for some people, whether it be talking to your ancestors for some people, I my tip it would be to get in touch with your spirituality to help with your transition to a plant-based journey. That's just my tip and my feeling. So that's number one for me. I have been heavily involved in praying more, getting more in touch with my spirituality, and and asking for manifestations. And through that, I have decided that plant-based, being a plant-based eater is, is important to me. My second why is because I want to be healthier, right? I care about my body. I care about my health. I care about what it is that I'm putting into my body. And that didn't always happen, right? Like last year, just three weeks ago, I was like, how am I going to give up pork? How am I going to give up pork? And I think it goes back to your spirituality. When you become a little more focused on God or whoever it is that you pray to, you start to respect and feel a different way about your body and what you're willing to put into your body, right? So I want to be healthier and I care about myself enough to know that meat products are not the best for me. And research over many years has linked plant-based diets to lower rates of heart disease, diabetes, and some cancers. And listen, I'm not saying that those that consume a plant-based diet can't be unhealthy or can't get sick, but it lowers your rates of these things. And I want to be around as long as I can for my little babies. And so that rolls over right into my third why. So my third why is for my kids and for my family. Like I want to break generational curses. My parents don't have thank you God, any sicknesses. They don't have any diabetes. They don't have any heart problems or anything like that. But as an African-American, it's in a lot of our cards to develop these things because of behaviors that we've been taught over so many years. So I want to break that generational cycle for my kids. I want to teach my kids that food can be medicine, right? It, it shouldn't be comfort. It should be medicine and we should use it as such. So my three whys, again, is because of my spirituality and me praying more and speaking to God. Um, my second why is because I want to be healthier. And my third why is for my kids and my family and, you know, breaking generational curses. So finding out and discovering your why you want to become a plant-based eater is so important and so essential because it really, really keeps you motivated and grounded. So you got to sit down. You got to think, why? Why do I want to be a plant-based eater? And write it down. Write it down. And whenever you get weak, you go back to that paper and say, oh, these are my whys. This is what's going to keep me motivated. So my second tip is um, 
not it's not really a tip it's like really what I have noticed in the past three weeks for me like what changes have I had in just three short weeks right I'm not expecting a miracle it's only been three weeks that I haven't consumed any meat but what I can say is that I think more clearer like I am a busy mom who is homeschooling three young kids. I just want to remind you guys, I have a set of twins that are three and I have a six-year-old. Everybody's home, still doing homeschooling. The schools are not open because cases are on the rise of coronavirus where I am located. So they are still doing homeschooling, right? So I'm homeschooling three kids. Obviously, I'm doing this podcast, which entails a lot, right? It entails researching. It entails marketing. Um, I'm I'm doing that regularly. I'm a health chair in my NAACP department. Um, I'm sorry, division in my area. So that requires a little bit of time and effort and work. Um, I'm working part-time. And a lot of people say, God, I don't know how you are dealing with all of these things. And there's plenty more things that I'm sure I'm dealing with that I'm failing to mention. But through eating a plant-based diet, I find that I think more clear, I'm able to prioritize more. And even though I'm taking on a lot of stress, I don't feel so stressed. You know what I mean? It, it relieves a lot of brain fog, which makes sense because your gut health is related to your mental health. So I do feel like I'm thinking more clear. Another thing that I've noticed is that I've lost about five to six pounds in three weeks. And the way I've always been like a chronic dieter, uh, someone that's always interested in losing some weight and stuff like that. But I feel like the way in which my body is losing the weight is different. I feel like I'm a little bit more toned. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, the, the way I'm losing weight, I don't know. It's really hard to describe, but... The five or six pounds that I have lost, it it just it seems very different. I'm a little less bloated um, than I was when I was eating meat. So that's one thing that I've also noticed. And another thing that I've noticed is that I'm using the bathroom more. So in a couple of episodes ago, I had with... Um, the plant-based poppy or Davon Livingston, uh, my trainer, He we did touch on a little bit about the using of the bathroom and that many people really use the bathroom once a day or once every other day. And really that's not healthy. Now that I have been having a plant-based diet for almost three weeks, I find that I use the bathroom almost after every meal that I have. So after breakfast, in the morning when I wake up, a lot of the times I use the bathroom. Then after like lunch, because you know, most of the times I fast for my breakfast, like after I eat lunch, I find that I'm in the bathroom. And a lot of the times after I eat dinner, I find that I'm in the bathroom. And it's not like diarrhea or anything. It's really soft stool. And yeah, I find that the plant-based journey has led me to go to the bathroom more. So that's another thing that I have noticed that's new for me. And not that I wasn't going to the bathroom regular before. Like I would go to the bathroom once a day before. Um, but now I find that I'm going to the bathroom more than once a day. And that's really supposed to be the normal way of your bowels. So that's another thing that I've actually noticed and that's new for me. 
The third thing that I want to touch on is what I need in my kitchen. So in the kitchen, there are just certain appliances that I think I need to be successful on my plant-based journey. The three that I need is a food processor, a blender, and a crock pot. And a lot of the times, people don't know the difference between a food processor and a blender. So my food processor and my blender are both from Ninja, and they are amazing and they were affordable. I think they were like maybe a little over a hundred dollars each, but you got to get something good, especially if you're going to be using it regularly. And I'm telling you as a plant-based eater, you are going to be using both a food, well, for sure the food process, the bl- processor, the blender, you may, you may be able to navigate without, but the food processor I love because it's better to it's good to chop up like dry ingredients. So it helps to make dough if you want to make bread or cookies or anything like that. You throw everything in there and it mixes it up really nice. Um another thing that I love about my food press processor, something that I've been making over these past 3 weeks is my black bean burgers. I put my black beans in there, I put some quick oats in there and some other little seasonings and some onions some garlic, um, some carrots, and it makes a nice looking like almost like a ground beef patty and then like a meat, sorry. And then I take it out and I make my patties. So I love a food processor because it mixes up and blends your dry ingredients really, really well. Um, the blender on the other hand is better for like your wet ingredients. So it's better to make your smoothies and stuff like that. Um, I love a smoothie. Sometimes when I break my fast in the morning, if I don't physically feel like eating my fruit, I'll make a quick smoothie, throw some chia seeds in there to get some protein. So food processor blender is a must have. Crock pot. I love my crock pot because I have a love for soups. And there are so many plant-based or vegan soups out there that you can make. My favorite is lentil. I throw everything in my crock pot, maybe at 11, 10 o'clock at night, depending on what time I'm going to sleep. Throw everything in there, let it cook overnight. When I wake up in the morning, I have a full pot of soup and I can eat that soup for days, right? So I love a food processor, I love a blender, love a crock pot. Those are three things that I really, really have relied on a lot over the past three weeks. Next, I'm going to get into shopping and meals. So I think that this is like the biggest challenge for many people when they're thinking about transitioning to like a veganism or a plant-based diet. Um, One, they believe that food is very, very expensive. Um, Two, they believe like, what is it that I'm going to eat? Like, there's nothing to eat. I'm just going to eat a salad every day. And can I tell you that since for the three weeks that I've been doing plant-based eating, I don't even think I've really had salads like that, which is crazy. Because in my mind, I thought, oh, I'm becoming a plant-based eater. All I'm going to be doing is eating lettuce every day. I don't even think I may have had a salad like two or three times over the past three weeks. And that was just like as a side salad with something else, not like as my main dish, which is crazy to me. So anyway, back to shopping and meals. So for me, I think prep is key. 
you want to be successful with plant-based, you have to make the time to prep. So along with everything else that I'm doing, um, back to me thinking clearly, another addition to the list of things that I'm doing is becoming a plant-based eater and prepping and preparing and doing that. And though that takes time. So making this a priority is important if you want to be successful. When it comes to prepping my meals, what I do is like on a Friday, I'll visually create my meal plan. I'll have a little calendar and I'll put my lunches, I'll put my dinners on the calendar and I will figure out visually what I'm eating for the week, right? And that's important so that you can see it. And then it's good as the week progresses, you have it written, you know exactly what you're pulling out of your fridge, or you know exactly what you're going to be making that day if you choose to make meals daily as opposed to prep. So after a Friday, I visually create my schedule for my meals. On Saturday, I do my shopping. Now, when it comes to shopping, two things that are very important. Finding a local farmer's market. You have to find a local farmer's market if you want to be successful on a plant-based journey. Why? Because they have a lot of different fruits and vegetables and they sell it at a cheaper rate. I find that farmer's markets sell fruits and vegetables for cheaper than if you go to like Stop and Shop or ShopRite or whatever your local key food, whatever your local supermarket is. I find that fruits and vegetables are a little bit more expensive there. So that helps you helps on cost, right? I find that at the farmer's market, you may have more options. So you have the uh, the availability to try something new um, when you go to your local farmer's market. And you want to consciously try something new every week. Try a new vegetable or try a new fruit. Make that conscious effort. Just, you know, FYI. Secondly, the place that I love to shop for my food is Whole Foods as well. And I love Whole Foods because you can do one of two things. You can go in the store, you can shop yourself, or if you have Amazon Prime like me, I do, I shop online. I don't have to go in the store. I don't have to stand on no line. I don't have to worry about coronavirus. I don't have to worry about where this is in the supermarket, where that is, looking for this. Look, I don't have to worry about that. I just go online, look up my local Whole Foods at, through Amazon, pick what I want, and within four to eight hours, my food is right at my doorstep, right? And when I go to Whole Foods, I don't get everything from Whole Foods. I get just like my organic bottled stuff, my tomato paste, maybe my dry beans. I've gotten some vegan mayo from there. I've gotten, you can get mushrooms from the farmer's market too, but sometimes I get my mushrooms from um, Whole Foods. Sometimes I get my organic chi- uh, my organic vegetable broth. So things like that, I get from Whole Foods. I do not get my fruits and vegetables from Whole Foods. And I get specifically what it is I need, right? That also helps you cut costs. Planning your meals for the week helps you cut costs. You're not just going in the store and just saying, oh, that looks good. I'll pick that up. Oh, maybe I could do something with this. I'll pick that up. And then you never use it. I get just what I need for the week according to my Friday's schedule that I visually created, right? So Whole Foods and your local farmer's market. And another thing, when it comes to Whole Foods, sometimes you can get some of the items that sold in Whole Foods at your local Walmart for cheaper. So you always want to try to check Walmart to compare pricing as well. So that keeps you under budget. And you know exactly 
what you're getting from where. When I go to the local farmer's market and I get fruits and vegetables for me and my family, my kids, I really, really push um, fruits on them. So we all consume a decent amount of fruits throughout the week and vegetables. Um, I maybe spend like $80, $80, $85, and that's for a family of five. And then at Whole Foods, I may spend like another $50 or so, $50, $60. So we're talking about give or take $150 a week for a family of five. Like if you're a single person, there's no reason why you should be spending more than like $30 at a whole, I mean, at a local farmer's market and maybe another $30, $40 at Whole Foods. So it really is not that expensive. Like, and then Sunday, I spend my time meal prepping. I hate cooking. So if I could get as much meals as I can out of the way on Sunday so that during the week, I'm busy doing everything, being a mom, being a teacher, working. I can just go in the fridge and pull out what it is that I need so that I am successful on my journey. And I'm not trying to figure out what I'm going to eat today. What am I going to cook today? What am I going to do? That's all figured out from a Friday night, honey. And it makes your life easier. So that is definitely, definitely been important for me over the past three weeks. And listen, at the end of the day, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Like at the end of the day, especially with something so new to you, right? It's e- It's been easy for so many years to run out and go to McDonald's or Burger King or whatever your preference is if you don't have something in the house or if you're not prepared. And you know, they're on every corner. But now that you can't do that, if you don't plan, then you're going to fail. I mean... Everybody's different, but in my own perspective, if I don't plan, I'm going to fail. I'm not going to do well. So planning is very, very important to me. Meal prepping and shopping and all that. Very, very important component for me. Next, I'm going to say that Google, YouTube, and Instagram has been so important for me over the past three weeks because it's like, What are you going to eat? There are so many vegan and or plant-based recipes through Google, through YouTube, and on Instagram. I just like Google, what is the best alternate vegan recipe for a burger? And it'll pull up a million different ways that you can make a burger that is consistent with your plant-based journey. So, Google is super duper important. YouTube is another one that I find there are so many meal ideas, so many vegan people, so many people on a plant-based journey that's willing to share how they make their meals, what they're doing to make their meals, so many different options. So having those two on deck is so important. Another thing, Instagram. There are so many people on Instagram that are vegans or plant-based eaters, and they too are willing to share their recipe. Three people that I would recommend that you follow, that I have followed, that's been really, really helpful for me, is one, I am surviving vegan. This young lady is amazing. She focuses a lot on like, she's a holistic 
counselor kind of. She focuses on spirituality. She focuses on herbal medicine. She focuses on holistic nutrition and, you know, how she manifests. And she is a really, really good person to follow if you want to um, convert to plant-based or veganism. Um, another one that I like is Dr. Vegan. Um, that IG handle puts up a lot of recipes, a lot of desserts um, and snacks and stuff that you can create that's simple. I mean, simple. Okay. I'm not, I don't like to cook. So that tells you a lot about, you know, the people and stuff that I'm following and the recipes that are so simplistic. Another young lady that I enjoy following is Plant You, P-L-A-N-T-Y-O-U. She also has some good, easy recipes. The only thing that I don't love about her so much is that sometimes she uses tofu. I'm not into tofu, but listen, if that's your thing, head over to her page. She does have a lot of things that don't have tofu, but she does sometimes throw some tofu in there every now and then. But other than that, I really, really like her recipes and her page. So... Real quick before I end this episode, I want to let you know what hasn't happened for me, right? Like everything is not all peachy and and cream when it comes to convert into a plant-based diet. Um, Everything that I want to happen to me in my body hasn't really happened or things that I've heard people say about a plant-based diet, some things haven't happened for me. And I want to let you guys know that Everything is not peachy and everything that I expected to happen has not happened. So one, I haven't gotten this whole more energy thing that people talk about. Oh, when you go to plant-based, you're going to get so much energy. That hasn't happened for me yet. It has only been three weeks. Um, So, you you know, you do have to be patient, but that hasn't happened for me. Um, It could be that my life is just extremely busy. And so because I'm always moving... That's why I haven't found more energy, but it's skipping me. It hasn't hit me yet. I, I have not had an increase in energy. What I will say is I do wake up earlier in the morning. Um, I've always been an early morning person, um, but I have realized like because my life has been so busy and it started from like September, October-ish, that I have been a little bit sluggish to get up in the morning. But now over these past couple of weeks, my eyes are popping open and it's like, I'm like, damn, it's a little early. And I try to go back to sleep and I can't. I'm like, well, I guess I need to do some type of work or I guess I need to pray or whatever the case may be. So while I don't feel like I have more energy, I do feel like I get up a little earlier um, than I have been in like the past, like I'm going to say five, six months. Um, another thing that has not happened for me is um, my skin doesn't look any clearer to me. I've always been the type of person to like drink a lot of water and stuff like that. But when I was consuming um, meats and stuff like that, I would break out. And I have like a couple of blemishes and stuff on my face. And I thought, oh, once I convert to plant-based, I see all these people with the skin glowing that it was going to happen for me. That has not happened for me. Um But I did read somewhere that it does take the body about 25 to 35 days for your skin to fully replenish itself. And um, it hasn't been 25 to 35 days for me. It's only been like 19. So again, I probably just need more patience. But those are just two things, me being transparent, that has not 
happened for me yet. And over the journey, as I give you guys more and more updates, I'll let you know if that changes. But for me, it has not changed yet. So yeah, those are like some of the tips and ideas and things that I have utilized and done over the past three weeks that's been helpful for me um, in this journey. So once my Daniel fast ends in a couple of days, I definitely don't think I want to go back to eating meat. I'm going to just consume my um, seafood every now and then and continue on my plant-based journey. And let me tell you, I am super duper surprised. And that's how I know that God is working on me because I did not think that I would be able to just like stop eating meat. Like just like that, like overnight for me, I feel like it was just overnight. Like in 2020, I was like, oh my God, I'm so worried. How am I going to do this? I'm just going to take it real, real slow. And then 2021 came and it was just like a shift in my behavior, a shift in my habits. And listen, it can happen for anyone and everyone is not like me again your plant plant-based journey is your journey maybe you need to do it slowly the way I'm doing it for my kids maybe giving up a meat every six months or every year maybe introducing uh, a meatless Monday I was doing that before the new year I was putting some meatless meals in my week to gear up for where I am today so your journey is your journey. Take your time. Um, listen to some of these tips. Pull in what you can. And then make your own habits. Make your own routine. And and listen, plan, plan, plan. I think planning is important in the novice phase of becoming a plant-based eater. Um, another quick thing that I do want to mention, if you can, in your journey, you got to try your best to stay away from processed food. Um, Processed foods can be anything in the vegan freezer area, in the um, Whole Foods or in the supermarket. Try to stay away from that freezer. I know they have the Beyond Meats and the Meatless Meats and all these things. And listen, if you need to do that to transition to help you, I'm not mad at that, but remember progression. Progression is important, not perfection. So if you're starting out with those like processed type of foods, it's okay to start out, but know that in the long run, you want to try to get away from that and figure out the more natural way to maybe make like a ground or a minced meatless meat. Those things you can do without getting it from the freezer in the supermarket. So just be mindful of that. All right, guys, I hope these tips helped you. I hope bringing you guys along on my plant-based journey will inspire you all to join me. You know what I mean? Join me in becoming a better you. Join me in becoming a healthier you. All right, guys, that's all the time I have today. Remember, your health is most definitely your wealth. Peace out.